Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 251. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis and it is raining in Queens, New York right now. So if you hear a little rain happening from my very hot mic today, <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of nice. I think a little rain is a Add some atmosphere. I don't think you'll hear it, though. I My mic is super hot. Uh, for some reason, my computer has decided to rename my mic and record everything super hot, even though I have all, all everything turned down. I think it's fine. I think it's it look it looks fine. You know, the levels all look good. But, you know, I'm not a sound expert. You may be surprised to learn. I am a, a neophyte in this particular arena. I mean, you know, I make do. I do all right. I don't, I, I'm not uh, entirely clueless, but it is not my wheelhouse necessarily. It's like I know how to do it, but I also like rely on some, uh, you know, some sort of automation-y kinds of things that when they get disrupted, I'm all like, mm, I don't know what's happening. It's got a new name. Ah. Anyway, I am fully vaccinated. Hey, hey, as of Saturday. So, uh, yeah, I haven't licked anyone. Uh, I want to. I just want to, like, walk down the street and just go. <laughs> but I, I'm not doing that because I, I do know that people don't generally like to be licked <laughs> and I, I'm not sure I actually there's like no one no one I've actually wanted it's not it's just like a it's like an it, I think in reality I don't actually want to lick anyone but uh but there's something there's just like a visceral kind of feeling of like just like yeah let's go and somehow that gets expressed that way in my brain even though in reality I've I've seen very few people on the street who are lickable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh it's very exciting. Went out to a restaurant on Saturday night. I mean we sat outside and it was pretty safe, I think, because of that. And uh still though, first restaurant. Well, it's actually not I not actually the first outdoor experience I've had. It is the second, but this is the first, like, one where I felt like, hey, I'm vaccinated, so, woo. Anyway, that's the developments here. Uh, they are reopening all kinds of stuff in the next couple of weeks, which is seeming weird, but um, okay, let's, we'll try that, I guess. I don't know. Is that right? Is it good to do? What, what do you, <laughs> how are you all feeling? This feels very strange. Um, anyway. That's that's where that is. So today's blog is uh, it's just a it's a little it's a little one. It's a little nugget. And uh, it is called an idea is a little monster. Famous writers and artists get asked about their ideas a lot. I feel sure I've read a few essays about having to respond to the where do you get your ideas question which is, apparently, a ubiquitous question for a successful writer. For the record, I have never been asked this question. 
Though I have been asked the question that comes up at nearly every Q&A for Actors in History, which is, how do you learn all those lines? I think I will know I have achieved a measure of success as a maker when someone finally asks me where my ideas come from. Obviously, they come from the Ideas Store, where you can get a six-pack of ideas for really cheap if you time it right. <laughs> you know that isn't true. I could never afford to buy my ideas. For me, I've previously thought of ideas like glitter. And I stand by that concept. But recently, I began to think of an idea I had as a little monster, demanding that I complete it. It feels to me that some ideas, once they take hold, become tyrannical little demons. They're not malevolent, they're just really persistent. They will not let me rest. Not all ideas are like that. Some are like butterflies that just sort of float around, hoping someone will offer it a flower to land on. You can follow it if you like, or let it fly on. But some ideas hook their claws into you and demand you complete them. They're not full-size monsters, they're sort of cat-sized. And as unwilling to let you complete your regular work as a cat is. Wait. Is the idea monster a cat? It's close, but not quite. A cat will leave you when it gets bored. The idea monster will not get bored. It insists on itself vociferously. It will be completed. It will not be dissuaded by logic. You can tell it that no one cares about this idea, that it's a waste of time, that it's silly, that there's no reason to do it. But it does not care. It wants to be realized. It will be realized. You might as well just go ahead and finish it if you want to get some sleep. This makes it sound like the idea monster is a pest. But the fact is, I'm never happier than when I'm in the hold of an idea monster. It is a persistent little bugger who captures my attention, but I love having it around. It's an incredibly clarifying little creature. When we're working together on something, there's nothing better, nothing more important. It is a little like a love affair. When the idea is complete, the monster will vanish, and I will miss it tremendously, even if I do get a lot more sleep. Anyway, I don't know where the idea monsters come from, but if anyone has a direct line to their place of residence, please tell them they are always welcome here. So this post came on the heels of uh, my momentary obsession with TikTok. And uh, when I was making TikTok videos, I made two, two TikTok videos, put them up on the company TikTok account. Uh, which I created to post those videos, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and that and that was kind of it for my my TikTok moment. Um, I was entirely inspired by uh, a TikToker named Lubalin, I believe it's pronounced. I'm not I've not actually ever heard it said, uh, but he does these uh, videos where he makes up songs from uh, funny internet exchanges. <clears throat> they are incredibly catchy and 
before I made the videos, the songs were in my head all the time. And in a way, I feel like the videos were almost an attempt to just like, if I can just clear this song out of my head, that would be nice. Um, and I think I might, you know, make another TikTok at some point, but I, I, it's like it, th those two possessed me. They were like, you're doing this. And I, ha and I haven't had that experience since. I mean, I've had it with other things, but uh, no nothing has called out to be created in that way. Uh, so, yeah, the star of one of those TikTok videos is a, a little finger puppet made by a designer who I have worked with a couple of times and who is fantastic. Um, so the picture that's on this episode is of that puppet. Uh, it's by Marta Ekugin. Uh, so if you would like to see that, check it out. Um, so for a song, I had to find a monster song. And this led me deep into the bowels of Sesame Street. <laughs> Because, like, literally, I thought, oh, song about a monster. And, like, the only thing I could think of was the album Monster by R.E.M. And I think there might be a some, like, heavy metal songs about monsters. Anyway, I looked up songs about monsters. And a lot of the, like, best of songs about monsters were Sesame Street. So uh, I... I listened to a lot of them. Um, <laughs> one is from 1976, and it is—you uh, can't believe it's a children's song. <laughs> I mean, it's—it's it's not a bad song, you know, melodically and whatnot, but it is a little bit like, did you did you did you think like a like a stripper song was a good idea for kids? Uh, I believe it is called I Want a Monster to Be My Friend. And um, if you would like to see a very strange moment in Muppet history, just uh, check it out <laughs> and let me know what you think. Uh, apparently, they had some, some blowback on it and uh, had changed a stanza with, with I think, good reason. Um, anyway, then there's also, if you're feeling, you know, like you want to see some, some, uh, more strange Sesame Street videos, I watched a video for a song, a song by Grover called The Monster in the Mirror, which was not, as I thought it was going to be, a Michael Jackson takeoff on The Man in the Mirror. It is not. Uh... Not at all. But the, there's a video, there's a couple videos of it, but there's one on the like Sesame Street wiki page or whatever that it features bunches of celebrities from that particular moment. So all these celebrities from 1989. And <laughs> I just had this like funny experience watching it going like, oh my God, look, it's Julia Roberts or like, oh yeah. And then like half of them being like, oh, that guy kind of familiar but what was his name just like it's just it's just like a really funny snapshot of that particular moment in pop culture and some of those people you know we still know and uh, others not so much there is a, a list of who they all are on that sesame street wiki page so feel free to explore that little moment in history it is wow
Uh, but I did not sing that song. It's not the greatest song, honestly. There's like the choruses, wubba, 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 doodly do. Like it's just, that's, it's not, there's just not a lot there. But what I did find was that R.E.M. did a version of their song, Shiny Happy People, for Monsters. And it is called Furry Happy Monsters. And the video is a delight because Michael Stipe is like jumping up and down with with Muppets. And, uh, you know, it's very charming. And the monsters are adorable. Uh, so, yeah. So I, um, I've worked out here, Furry Happy Monsters which I kind of like better than Shiny Happy People now that I've spent some time with it. Like, Shiny Happy People, like, it's fun to dance to sometimes, uh, but not a lot, you know, goes on in that song, whereas there's a, there's a dramatic arc for furry happy monsters. They don't, they're not, they don't remain happy. The Shiny Happy People are happy all the way through. The furry happy monsters, they have a, they, you know, something happens. So, yeah. That'll be here in just a moment on the ukulele. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please tell someone about it. Share it, all the things and all the places. Like, subscribe, you know. And then uh, if you would like to support it with your dollars, we have patreon.com slash Davis. There's also PayPal and Ko-fi. All those links are in the show notes and always much appreciated. Thank you for listening the most and uh without any further ado i'm gonna give to you furry happy monsters Sobbing monsters feeling sad. Sad.
Happy 